Scott and Paul Show, episode 87. Scott. Welcome back. Hey, hey. It's been a while. Yeah. Um. Well, considering the fact that it took you seven months to come back, or at least felt that way, got a little bit of news now. Well, since you've been gone, we got some, uh, Old school Super Nintendo and Genesis is back. What do you think of the uh, controller? It's not right. It's not right? It's not right. No. Oh, well, uh, let's just go ahead and talk about this first. Um, since we've been gone, the Super Nintendo Online came out. There was a nice little selection of games came out. It's a pretty good selection, right? Oh, that's a good start. Good start, and Nintendo had decided that, unlike before where you get games every single month, Nah, we're going to take our time with this. You're not going to get bombarded every month with two games or three games. Nah, you're going to get drip-fed now. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a bad thing. I think the way they were releasing was just fine. Uh, this could be a good thing. I mean, it could be, yeah, but... Now they won't get to the end as fast. I mean, there's like over a... I forgot how many games they actually have. Close to a thousand games now on Super Nintendo. You will not get that many ROMs because they don't have that many partners who will put games out. So it will be interesting to see. But... I mean, the games that we did get, Super Mario World, Super Mario World 2, which we don't count on our show, uh, Yoshi, and, eh, I mean, there's a problem with the controller. It feels too, it's feels too heavy. The mold is okay. It looks right. I mean, it looks and feels okay, but it's just... It feels off. Like, the very top part, it's off balance. It's, it's where they probably have the NFC chip in there. Not NFC, but the... um. The Bluetooth. It's just heavy enough to feel off. It's not right. Do you have the original NES? Yes. Uh, switch controller? No, no, not not the original NES switch controller. I don't have the first the first one, but I wonder uh, what it feels like. And I don't have the mini ones. Did you get those? 
the mini controls felt fine to me. They might have been a shade heavier. I don't know. I would have to actually hold them like recently. It's been a month or two since I've turned my Super Nintendo on. My Classic was on a couple weeks back. Uh, I don't know. They re- To me, it really feels like the Super Nintendo control. Yeah, so that's... it might be the battery and everything else making it feel odd. What's the button presses like? Do they feel right? Is it responsive? Yeah, they, they, they feel right. The D-pad feels right. L&R feels right. Start and select feel perfect. It's just, it's the weight issue. Yeah. I know when I play like Mario Brothers on Switch Online and I use like the Pro Control, mm-hmm. it works well. But the problem is trying to overcome 32 or 31 years of muscle memory. Yeah. I can, that's that millisecond difference, I can feel it. And it screws my game up a little bit. Yeah. Well, there's no lag either when you use it. Now, if you put your switch in the wrong place, there will be lag and it will screw everything up. I've noticed that. But. You can't even have your switch in the same room with an aquarium. So, and I don't have an aquarium. Yeah. I don't know what type of crap they got in there. So, uh, and I don't have my Super Nintendo. I have it. It's just it's in the storage building. Unfortunately, I just need to get in there and get it out. And of course, with. Nintendo doing one thing, Sega has to do something as well. So the Sega Mini came out. Of course, if you're going... I'll have to order one later. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I have a feeling if you try to open up another window or a box, my voice will start coming out the other end. Yeah. Yeah, I'll order one after we finish recording, since that screwed us up. Yeah. This is take two. From everything I've heard, everybody gave it glowing reviews. Well, I mean, anybody that grew up in the 90s is going to want that if they're familiar with the games. Because those are all, most of those games are top notch. So. Yeah. And Genesis was extremely popular in America. And it actually... Beat out uh, Super Nintendo in America for the longest time. It was the number one console in America. So I know when I was a kid, like we always played Nintendo more NES. But when it came down to Super Nintendo and Genesis, there was more houses that I had friends that had the Sega than they did the Super Nintendo. Yeah, well. Um... But all of them had a freaking regular Nintendo. Oh, yeah, because they were the only ones out. Yep. You know, they had the Monopoly because there was no competition. And then Genesis came around and they... They um, changed the game, really. Of course, in Japan, they just never... Psycho Japan just couldn't fight. 
And they wouldn't fight. They were cowards. And that's just kind of the <laughs> at the end of it. They would not fight. They would not try to win the war. And if anybody would pick up the book, uh, Council Wars, you would kind of read the story there. They just would not fight. In America, Tom Kalinske and his people, they would actually try to win the war. That's why we won. Uh, if you were a little Genesis fanboy, that's why Sega became Sega. And there was the longest period there. Sega, if you look at the MPD and all Blockbuster and all that, it was all Sega was in the top for the long, longest time. And then it was, um, I think it's around the time Donkey Kong came out. That's boom. They came back hard. There's that game that became the number one selling game. That game was awesome. But, yeah, that's a good game. Uh, yeah, but, uh, but me and Mario didn't like it. Did you know that? Um, I thought he did. Nah, I think he said that Donkey. You're talking about Donkey Kong Country, right? Yeah. Yeah. He said Shigeru my, Miyamoto. Moto, whatever. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably know who he is. Guy created Mario, the whole nine yards. But uh, he wasn't impressed with it. He was. Uh, he said it was just proof that graphics can sell games. I remember in the I book. Game. In the book, it was um, their whole thing was. Only the Japanese can create good games. That was Nintendo's stance. Until um, Donkey Kong. That was how that game came about. But we're talking about Sega. <laughs> Sega Mini. Talk about Sega to Nintendo fanboy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm gonna twist this conversation on your ass. Yeah, but um, Sega Genesis Mini is uh was made by M2. It was really an M2 box, and the software and everything about it, they do a lot of things that Nintendo did not do. The ROMs, you don't get one set of ROMs. You get in some cases three ROMs for one game. You get the Japanese, you get the European, and you get the American edition. In some cases, three different games. See, that would have been awesome on the other one. Yeah. For like Contra, like Probotector. Yeah. Where you get all the like the cutscenes and shit. Yep. You get Probotector, you get the Japanese version, and you get the American version. All three different versions. And the fact is, the Japanese version is easier because you get health bars. Also, you don't have to worry if you get you're playing the European PAL system, where it's not going to be 50 frames per second. They've jacked it up to 60 frames per second, so it's okay. You don't get a crappy version, unlike with the PlayStation Classic, 
where everybody was complaining. You get the PAL system. No, you're good. They actually fixed it, so you're getting 60 frames per second for everything. Sega does what Nintendo don't. That's right. In this case, PlayStation don't. Or PlayStation don't. <laughs> yeah, Sega Mini is a, a definite must-buy. Yeah, so unless you may already are have all the ROMs, so you don't have to worry about that. But it's a nice yeah, little clip. Yeah. Um. However, if you do not, there's only one game on there that uses the six-button controller. That's the uh, Street Fighter Championship Edition. If you don't ever pl- plan on playing that game, don't buy it. It's not that big of a deal. So, yeah, I mean, shit. I've got, I have access to Street Fighter Two on like fifty different systems. Yeah, and I like at the drop of a hat, I'll be fine if the three buttons only thing with it. If you want to, you can pick up a retro bit Genesis controller. They're officially licensed by Sega, and they're almost as good as the original. I have a. Sega Saturn and their USB so you can always plug it up to your USB capable devices hook it up to your Mac that's what I'm using on some of mine because that's what they were for they were for ROMs Sega doesn't really give a shit (laughs) so they're at that point now they know what people do Sega was always cool with that stuff. Nintendo scared as shit. And there's one more mini. The TurboGrafx-16. I never had one. I, I always think... wanted one so bad. Yeah, I've always wanted one of those in the Neo Geo, but there's no way I was going to pay $700 for a game. Of course, they're all fighting games anyway on Neo Geo. So uh, TurboGrafx-16... Uh, those always seemed a little bit cooler, though. It was more available, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I've, I saw them at Toys R Us whenever I went up there, but um, I just never bought one because it was always Genesis and Super Nintendo. I laid eyes on a Neo Geo in a store one time. Because I remember how big the boxes were. And weird. Everything was weird. Yeah. I was like, man, that is such a cool looking thing. And uh, kids at school talk about them. But I think I knew of one person that had one. And I cannot remember who the hell that was. But I do remember they were loaded. Yeah. I have an idea of who you're talking about. Doctor's kid. Yes. Yeah. That's right, it was him. Yeah. Uh, as of right now, there are 50 games, quote-unquote. I, I wouldn't technically call it 50 games. I'm TurboGrafx-16, but there is a new game on there. Splatterhouse. Well, that is definitely a unique title. Yeah. They are. They also, um, have, they also have the Rondo of Blood that has the. If it's Turbo Graphics 16 version, it'll have the 
original cutscenes and the soundtrack. It's the Japanese edition. Yeah. Dracula X, yeah. Um, now, the way that they are got to 50 is you get the Japanese editions and the American edition. So some of these are the doubles. So that's how you're getting 50. Yeah, but you're still getting 50. You're still getting 50. It's not like they said, hey, we got 20 games on our system and there's only like 13. Yeah. It's, it's still 20 more than the NES classic. Yeah, it's like they have Yee's book 1 and 2, Japanese version and English version. Of course, I mean, some of these games, you know, you don't really need to be able to speak English. Like Bomberman 94. You don't need to speak English. It's Bomberman. How difficult is it to do Bomberman? Yeah. You know, that's just the role-playing games would be the mistake there. Yeah. Bonk's Adventure's on it, I'm assuming, since I can't open my document right now. <clears throat> do what now? Is Bonk's Adventure on it? Uh, I believe... All Bonk's Adventures are on there. Bonk's Revenge is on here. Yes. Well, I think Scott just got attacked. Well, this is definitely a good Scott and Paul show because this has gone to crap all night tonight. Hello? Yo. Can you hear me? Barely. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> It's, it's a bad night. It's the um, it's the government trying to shut us down, man. We're too powerful. Yeah. That's what happens. John Cena follows us and all goes to shit. Oh, I think The Rock got jealous. That's what happened. <coughs> Definitely possible. Okay. Well. Jesus. <coughs> I'm sorry. Well, that's it, really, for game news until we get to the end. So, um, do, 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 do. yeah, let's talk about some TV stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about cock. Peacock. Fuck, yeah. Aww. Yeah. NBC is going to be strutting like a peacock next year. Another streaming service. Scott, you ready? Another streaming service. Another streaming service. Peacock will be there. I'm pretty sure we predicted this a couple years back. Yeah, probably. Peacock will be their streaming service, and it will show the world how original they are. As they reboot Battlestar Galactica, Saved by the Bell, and Punky Brewster. It will launch in April 2020, and when it does launch, it will feature over 15,000 hours of content at launch. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I know they're saying they have new Saved by the Bell, but do they have old Saved by the Bell available to stream? Oh, I'm sure they will. I mean... Shit. Damn it, I don't want to subscribe to something else. <laughs> well, man... But I, I will... 
I don't. I didn't want to subscribe to Disney Plus, but when I found out all everything that they're gonna have on there, which I don't know if it's actually on here. I don't think it's in this, but uh, it's not in here. But we'll talk about this in a second. But yeah. Reboots for Battlestar Galactica Saved by the Bell and Punky Brewster. Is this necessary? No, it's not. But this is just sad, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... There'll be bastardized versions of what it was anyways. I mean, just just let it all stay where it's at in syndication or streaming. It was Punky Brewster Saved by the Bell and what? Battlestar Galactica? Battlestar Galactica. I don't know. That Battlestar Galactica was pretty popular when they relaunched on what sci-fi. Oh, oh yeah, they did do that. Yeah, back before sci-fi changed how they spelled their name or something. Yeah. Back in the day. Well, I guess maybe they could bring Slater back and say by the bell. I saw a piece where Mark. Paul Gossler said nobody had talked to him about it or something. I might be mistaken on that. I'm sure they did. But I'm trying not to utilize this uh, device to <laughs> search for anything so I don't yeah. screw up the sound. Um, this well, yeah, I don't want to buy a, um, any Disney Plus either, but they had that deal where if you're a D, what was it, D2O, D5 member or whatever it was, you could get three years for like 120 bucks or something. So I was like, eh, that sounds okay. But they were going to have gargoyles and Amazing Spider-Man Spider-Man, X-Men, all of those, all those series are going to be on there. Basically, all, all the uh, animated shows that we watched throughout all the years. Yeah, my kids are ready for Disney+. Plus. They keep asking about it, and they know all that stuff's going to be on there. Yeah. Gargoyles was a highly underrated TV series. Yeah. So let's get into what else Disney Plus is going to have. Um, TV <sighs> series coming. We are going to have Clone Wars again, which I still think they still left it as it was. Untitled Star Wars Rogue One prequel series. The Obi-Wan series. Loki, a six-episode TV series based on Loki. WandaVision, Hawkeye, good God. Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Miss Marvel. Moon Knight, She-Hulk. Marvel, What If? That's the kind of one I'm really interested in. And that sounds like a good premise. What? The What If. Oh, yeah. I don't think that comes out to 2021. 
golf course. Well, that's, that's a lot of drawings. Um, Lizzie McGuire. Which is actually bringing back Hillary Duff to do that. Monsters at Work. Um, Chippendale's coming back. The Sandlot. Muppets Now, though I think that got cancelled. <clears throat> and um most I believe of all the MCUs coming back. Should be available when it launches. I just want to watch Obi Wan. That's all I need, Obi Wan. Oh yeah, we're also gonna have uh, that fake ass Boba Fett show. And Mandalorian. Why not just freaking make it Boba Fett? Yeah. Instead of some random Mandalorian. Yeah. And we're gonna have that uh, Lady in the Tramp movie. That looks bad. Yeah, the, yeah, I saw a screenshot or something. <laughs> that was, um, we haven't talked about the Mandalorian, have we? No, there's not been a whole lot to talk about. I mean, the outfit looks cool. The I don't know what kind of camera and lens or whatever they're looking or whatever they're directing it with or filming it with, but it does have, I mean, it's got a clean look, but it's, it, it, it feels a little, to me, the screenshots look more cinematic than most of your TV shows we have out today. I don't think they shot it digitally. I think they shot on film. I'm trying to think. The um, phrase I'm wanting to use for it, but yeah. Also, um, Disney Plus is not going to Netflix route, so it's not going to be a binge drop. You're going to have to go weekly. It might work out better for them. I like binging shows, but. It's hard for me to binge a show. Well, it'll work for our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Trip, trip. Yeah, give us something to watch. It could be... I mean, they're going to make bank no matter what. They've already made... Took my money (laughs) after I complained about not wanting it. Yeah. I never took a hard stance on Disney Plus because I was afraid they would release too much good content. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're going to release good content, but at least it's content that I'm interested in seeing. Yeah, it's just the old stuff I want. It's like WWE Network. I, I, hate, yeah. I hate WWE, but man, they got all that good stuff from the old days. I don't read Marvel Comics anymore, but all that old stuff, yeah, I read that. It's not that yeah, they just, don't they don't have good stuff now. 
it's just, eh, in six months you're going to have another event and everything's going to change. So I'd just rather go ahead and read an old storyline that has a definitive end. Thank you. Nothing changes. I like the current Conan. He <laughs> seems like it's, uh, He's just going to complain about the drawings. It's like, she looks like a man. Yeah, except for in the thick black pencil lines around the character's silhouette. I don't like that, but whatever. Well, um, let's do this. Lost Boys. We loved Lost Boys. Scott didn't love it enough to give it movie of the year, but... Yeah, he liked it. I love it. So, the CW, which is a TV series we do not love, did not give the Lost Boys pilot a series in May. It did not give the reboot the axe. The CW has kept the plot uh, of the idea alive and retooled. Executive producer and original writer of the plot Rob Thomas spoke to Deadline at the Television Critics Association last Friday. This is a long time ago. This is July, I think. Revealing that there is still plenty of hope for his vision. Quote, the writer Heather Mitchell is doing a rewrite on the script right now. We have gotten through the notes process, Thomas explained. We are going to shoot the plot this fall. So I guess that means right now, right? There were scenes that we thought we could do a better job on, so it's going through a 40% rewrite. It's not a total rewrite, quote, end quote. Mitchell's best known for her writing on the hit ABC series Scandal, starring Carrie Washington. Thomas went to further explanation regarding the retooling of the script, quote, Two years ago, I wrote a very outside-the-box version of it, The network didn't want to go that far outside the box. So fortunately, the writer who is working on it right now, Heather Mitchell, loves the original movie and is eager to make the series look a little bit more like the original Lost Boys. It's two human brothers showing up in this California beach town with the amusement park and the vampire infestation. It's going to have a lot in common with the movie, end quote. This was from Latino Review. So... Well, there's a lot to there's a lot to infer from those statements. Yeah, first they went completely off the wall, and then they had to peel it back and make it more like the TV series, the original movie. Well, that just sounds absolutely worrying. Like I don't expect it to be a one for one remake, but you have to keep the spirit of the original and you know he even says that he went way outside the box that's just fire his ass and hire somebody else <laughs> taking established properties and running wild with them is <laughs> silly yeah well it's nice that at least the CW was like whoa you went way too far and that's far. rare too oh, yeah so good on the CW for you guys went way too far outside the box. You would think the CW would be more like, no, you need to make this more 
I don't know. Mushy. CW. <laughs> it needs to yeah. be more millennial. Really terrible fight choreography. Yeah. Would fit the series. Well, let's just do this. CW. Tom willing to be in Arrowverse crossover. Scott, you happy? I'm, I'm I'm happy. I know we won't see him in the suit, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, it costs us Tom Willing. That's right, because he's crazy. Yeah. He's a madman. Uh, let's let's just go through the um, the notes I have here. Three Supermen will appear in the five-hour crossover. The current Superman, I don't know how to say his name, Tyler, will reprise his role as Era vs. Superman. Second one, DC's Legends of Tomorrow's Brandon Routh will appear as another version of Superman and wear a costume inspired by Alex Ross's Kingdom Come design. Did you get that picture I sent you? Yes, and it looks really good. Yeah, and of course Tom Welling, if he actually shows up as Superman. About how the series ended, Tom Welling told EW, quote, We jumped onto this idea that at the end of the show, the idea is that Clark becomes Superman, and he's out there, and we know he's out there, but we can't go with him. But that we know and feel good about he's out there just doing good. That, eh, Basically, he's just... They fucked it up. I remember they originally said that it was going to be four seasons. And that the end of it was just Clark standing on the cornfield. And then you see him take off flying. That was the original idea for the ending. And then they just went on and on and on and on. It should have just ended there. Four seasons. We never would have had that seasons where Lana was possessed by her Chinese grandmother. Oh, my God. Whatever the hell was going on. Anyway, Crisis on Infinite Earths kicks off with Supergirl on Sunday, December 8th, followed by Batwoman on Monday, December 9th, and The Flash on Tuesday, December 10th. After the winter hiatus, the crossover resumes on Tuesday, January 14th with Arrow at 8 p.m. and concludes with Legends of Tomorrow at 9 p.m. Yeah, there's... It's kind of like the comic book thing where you got to watch each series, which is... I mean, it's kind of neat to do it with TV, in a way. Yeah. I hate that in comics, though, when I got to go by, like... Freaking New Mutants number 14 to get the complete story I started in an uncanny X-Men. Yeah, it's, right now I'm reading X-Men and uncanny X-Men currently on the old school. That's the only way I can get a full story. If my Twitter ever loads, I will tell you why we're not getting Michael Rosenbaum. But right now... It's not loading. Uh, oh, come on. Here we go. Mike and Rosenbaum. Quote, 
Friends, many of you have tweeted and asked me about joining the Infinite Crossover. I can't tell you how much this means to me. I'll just be straight up about this. Warner Brother called my agents Friday afternoon while I was in Florida visiting my grandfather in a nursing home. Their offer. No script. No idea what I'm doing. No idea when I'm shooting. Basically, no money. And the real kick in the ass? Quote, we have to know now. End quote. My simple answer was, quote, pass, end quote. I think you can understand why. I hope this answers all of your questions. Lovingly, Rosenbaum. So there you go. That's why you don't get Lex Luthor. They just called him up and said, you want to be on the show? You have to know right now. Not even Technical issues. Can you hear me? <clears throat> oh, good God. <laughs> yes. My phone flickered. I saw it that time. <laughs> Get an iPhone, Scott. We've been over this. Oh, well, I, I, I hooked up my ancient desktop. And got it fired up and ready to rock. And, um, well, tonight when I sat down in, in, in there, I was like, I haven't downloaded Skype or any of this other shit, so I'm just whipping out the phone. And next week I'll be on the desktop. Because my laptop's it's 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 been destructed. All right, so did you hear the Rosenbaum? I heard bits and pieces. Oh, I'll just lost you there. <laughs> I, I heard enough. I know I get the gist. He got screwed. They didn't throw the right amount of money at him. Well, they told him, do it right now. They called him yeah. and said, we have to know now. No money. Fuck your grandpa. Yeah, Fuck yeah. your grandpa, Michael. Yeah. Fuck your grandpa. Yeah. No money. No script. And we have no to know right now. Yeah. We're going to Get WCW on. this thing. That's <laughs> basically what they're going to do. <coughs> I mean, shit. It'd have been cool to see him on there, but you can't blame the guy. Yeah. I mean, when he had Tom Welling on the show, he was pretty much pissed that, okay, anytime they have Lex Luthor in the movie or on a TV show, nobody even calls and even offers him the chance to come and read for the part. And then this comes up, they just say, hey, either come and do it right now or fuck you. Well, the thing is, like, the fucking studios and shit, like, they're real weird about, like, an actor from a TV show and vice versa. Like, you would never see Henry Cavill be Superman on Arrow. Yeah. You would never see Oliver go and be fucking Green Arrow in a Justice League movie. Just like you never saw the current fairly popular Flash go play the fucking Flash in the, in the Justice League movie. Yeah. It, it, it's fucking mind-blowing. Like, And they always say, well, we don't want audiences to get confused. Well, then start fucking writing good scripts if you're going to live by that fucking standard. <laughs> yeah, and that's what Rosenbaum was talking about. He's like, well, audiences won't get confused. They know the difference. And, yeah. And Tom Willing said, well, and then sometimes there's 
certain actors who don't want to play the same guy in the TV movie. Oh, fuck off, Welling. Yeah. <laughs> that's, pretty much, that's, that's pretty much what Tom, what um, Rosenbaum was saying. <laughs> like, fuck. You did it for 10 years. What's one more fucking time? Yeah. Jesus. Uh, I mean, he should make cheaper by the dozen, two or three or whatever. I guess. Yeah, I'm glad you got fucking sacked. <laughs> well, this one we want to do now. Let's do this. Kevin Feige developing a Star Wars movie. All right. Lucasfilm's Kathleen Kennedy is pursuing a new era in Star Wars storytelling and uh, it's not (laughs) is a disaster (laughs) (laughs) everything technical difficulties were both coughing (laughs) this is not a good night to be back Let's, let's go ahead and say it I mean there's well, not much to say on this. The fact is that, yeah, Kevin Feige's doing a Star Wars movie. It's going to be better than what we've had the last three fucking films, I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, I'll take the Marvel formula over what the fuck they're doing with Star Wars. Jesus. Um... I do get tired of the formula. Yeah. At least he knows how to tell a concise story. Yeah. Yeah, at least they they have a clear beginning, middle, and end. Yep. And clear villains. Yes. And and answer questions. And... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know, a lot of things that make at least an entertaining film. And the fight choreography's pretty good you know and you care about the characters and their arches I saw a Kylo Ren moment on a video about the Knights of Ren yesterday and in the middle of the throne room fight of Last Jedi he just randomly stabs the floor while the bad guys just kind of dance and look at him when he holds a lightsaber in the floor for a couple seconds they pulls it back up, and the guy runs into the lightsaber. Anyways, just something new I noticed. He's struggling within himself. Am I on the light side or the dark side? Yeah, so he's stabbed the floor. Yeah. I'm on no, Kylo's side. What it was? But Kevin Feige, hopefully, he can he can uh, get it back to where you know you can go to Walmart and see Star Wars toys again. They've pulled them all from our local Walmart. Saying uh, maybe the Star Wars fatigue is setting in on top of having some lackluster films. I haven't seen a Star Wars movie since Force Unleashed. Force Awakens? Force Awakens, yeah. After that, I was like, yeah, I'm done. I really like Drake One. Definitely my favorite new bunch. I didn't even bother watching it. Dirty dozen with Star Wars. 
Well, someone wants to ruin our childhood again. Oh. Well, speaking to Variety about the Princess Bride, executive producer... Oh, I thought you were talking about Kathleen Kennedy again. No. Jesus Christ. <laughs> executive producer Norman Lear, Sony Picture CEO and Chairman Tony... Venezuela, Venezuela, said he has folks interested in remaking the classic film. Quote, We have so many people come to us saying, We want to remake this show or that show. Very famous people whose names I won't use, but they want to redo The Princess Bride. Now, once this word broke, um, people got upset. Well, Carrie Elwes, Elwes, however the hell you pronounce his name. Yeah. He was on Twitter saying, just leave it alone. Yeah, he yeah. said, there's a sort of perfect movies in this world. It would be a pity to damage this one. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis said, oh, really? Well, I'm married to Six Finger Man. Obviously, we have stayed together for 35 years, and there is only one, The Princess Bride, and it's William Goldman and Rob Reiner's. Life is pain, highness. Anyone who says differently is selling something. So, yeah, people were not happy about this. No, leave it the fuck alone. That's one of those movies that, like, it has such a strong following. And when you look at, like, the overall, like, cinema landscape, it's just a blip. As far as money goes and things like that. But, like... People get fucking bent out of shape over Princess Bride like they do fucking Star Wars. And it's just it's not, it's not on the same scale. There's not as many of them, but it's a, the ones who follow it follow it hard. Yeah. Um, it's got a pretty strong fandom. It's not strong like, mind fandom. Yeah. Uh, Back to the Future. Robert Zemeckis and who's the other guy who owns it? I forgot uh, his name. Was it Reitman? No, it's no. uh. No, I can't think of it. I can't remember it either. But uh, they said, look, as long as we own the rights to this film, you're not getting a reboot or a sequel. As far as we're concerned, it's a perfect film. I mean, you're not getting anything out of it. It's done. Yep, that's it. That was a perfect trilogy. Yeah. Speaking of perfect. Sylvester Stallone wants a Tango and Cast sequel. Here's what Stallone said in his conversation with Kurt Russell. I would do a Tango and Cast in a second. I know Kurt Russell is not about a caper. It's just about doing our thing. And uh, Sly, he said uh, to Kurt Russell, I don't know, Sly. There we were in our prime and now we're in our unprime. I don't know. So I said, Kurt, I'm telling you, you got to go in on this. So he said, I'll talk to you when I get back. So Stallone's down for it. At this point, Stallone isn't doing anything. He also wants to do a Cobra's TV series. Last time I heard, he's talking to Robert Zemeckis about it, and he put it in his hands. So now it's up to Zemeckis, to get, not Zemeckis, um, Rodriguez. To get the Cobra done. He needs to make a sequel to stop or my mom will shoot. <laughs> stop or my mom will shoot. 
Yeah, that's not gonna work out too well. But um, I love Tango and Cash. That movie was awesome. Yeah, that's like that's one of those perfect store movies, but it just like it hits all the right notes, but it just wasn't that big of a film. Yeah, it, it hit, came out. It hit the wrong time. <coughs> you should have had yeah, Tango like and Cash years earlier. Hmm. Like if it'd been like two or three years earlier. I think it would have made Mad Bang. Yeah. Tango and Cash and um I was at the, also at the same time you should have had Stallone and Schwarzenegger out there doing films. But we never got that, it. When I was a kid, I just always expected soon. It'll happen someday soon. Soon we'll get a Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger Van Damme, Van Damme Stallone. Mm-hmm. Something you should have had the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, no shit. It, it just never, never, never happened. Yeah, the closest you oh, ever got was a Tiny Toons cartoon where you had all of them together. I mean, how does Hollywood not do that? Say 1989, 1990. How does some fucking dude not go? You know what we should do? <laughs> we should write a movie with all three of these bastards in it. Scamming fake. You didn't have power back then. That's why. He was still in college. It makes you wonder, like, what projects did they ever talk about that no one's, like, really... You know, like, were they fucking sitting around drinking and or, or out to eat or something? Like, you know what would be a good idea? And then it just never went any further than that. But, like, what kind of brainstorming happened back in the 80s and 90s to put these guys in the same films? There had to be something. King Conan. <laughs> They're still talking about it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm just saying, it is a fucking American tragedy that Stallone and Schwarzenegger didn't get on a film together until The Expendables. Yeah. That's horrible. Well, I mean, look at the fucking uh, the last action hero. Yeah. You know, they had the Stallone poster with him in Terminator 2. And Van Damme was... <laughs> made a cameo that was that was all we got yeah Van Damme was awesome in that movie fuck you Hollywood (laughs) anybody that listens to this that wasn't around back then just just doesn't get just how big of stars those guys were yeah I don't. I don't think that. I think Robert Downey Jr. is probably that big of a star. What? Oh, now? Yeah, now. He's pretty big. Yeah, yeah. He's probably the biggest. Cinema's not the way it was in the eighties. Like the eighties was like that. Like that crossing, a threshold they crossed where they were still in the, you had a lot of the old school film mentality from like the 50s and 60s, early 70s, but they were really getting into where they could really do some imaginative things. But because they were constrained by budgets, you know, they found creative ways to get things done. Now they can just slap any old wallpaper on a screen and call it a vision, I guess. I don't know. Well, now Netflix has changed it. 
less, video on demand. There's less formula in the 80s than what there is now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're just like every other generation. The eighties, bitch, about how the old shit was better. Yeah, the eighties was still Hollywood. You, you still had that magic. Magic—that's the word for it. Yeah, I think CGI is taking a lot of that magic away. When you um watch films in the nineties, and you can still, anytime somebody is going to California, they still have that California feeling because California was a magical place because really because of Hollywood yeah now when somebody goes to California it's like oh god California well speaking of the magical places we are now going to 1990 as we do the game of the year I have Dan's choice which has been sitting here for two months damn you did your homework and I can say Dan's choice will not win (laughs) but I have it so it will be in the top five just because of you know choices so let's go through the list of 1990s nominees for game of the year bad dudes Batman for NES. Batman for Genesis, because they are slightly different. A Boy and His Blob. Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse. Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers. Double Dragon 2, Dragon's Lair. Um, should I put Arcade on there? Cause I think that's Arcade. Magic Johnson is Fast Break. Mega Man 3. Yeah, that was our thing. Uh, NES, play action football. Ninja Gaiden 2, the Dark Sword of Chaos. Spot, Super Mario Brothers 3. TMNT, the arcade game. World Championship Wrestling. WWF, WrestleMania Challenge. Castle of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse. Columns, Joe Montana football, and Michael Jackson's Moonwalker for Genesis. Not the arcade game. All right. Well, I'm not sure if this is still going to work since the phone has been updated, but Scott, call it heads or tails? Tails. Hey, Siri, flip a coin. It's tails. All right, Scott, please eliminate one from the list. Was Magic Johnson's fast break on there? Yes, it is. Cut. I believe that. I don't have a list ahead of me because I don't want to screw up the recording. (coughs) Some of the time, one of the apps I'm opening is jacking us up. All right. Scott and his Android screwing everything up. I'm just going to give you some of that magic because I'm having to be creative in this process. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we will yeah, now... Formulate here, Mr. Apple. We will now get rid of... Um, bad dudes. Because it's a port. You can do better. 
All right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I'll give you that. It's time to get original, guys. This list was supposed to be console games, right? No, it's just the best game. The best game. Best game. We just didn't include a whole lot. For, you got the Dragon's Lair for NES or Dragon's Lair Arcade? Uh, I guess it's NES. Pretty sure that was an NES game. Um, yeah, cut that one. Either way, it's not the best game. No, it's not. But the home version didn't come out for a couple more years for Sega CD. Well, well, well. Man. Let's get rid of... Shit. <laughs> There's actually some good games on here. Yeah, it's just, that's a strong year. Man. Shit. Shit, shit. Boy, is blob. I never really cared for those games. Alright. Um, I would say NES Play Action Football would be the next one to cut. Yeah, that's kind of a weak one. Yeah, right. I don't think that's a very good game. It's just mediocre at best. Okay. That WCW. No, that's way worse than NES play action football. <laughs> <laughs> At least NES play action football is playable. Um, what's left? Batman. Batman. Castlevania 3. Chippendale. Double Dragon 2. Mega Man. Ninja Gaiden 2. Spot. Mario 3. TMNT, the arcade game. WrestleMania Challenge, Castle of Illusion, Columns, Joe Montana, and Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Spot. Yeah. Spot wasn't good till it was on Gen. Well, it was good on the original too. Okay. Um, WrestleMania Challenge. Um. Uh, columns. Oh Cut man. Cut columns. Columns, dude. <laughs> Everybody Me- played columns. Mega Man Three. Typically. Ooh, shit. <coughs> uh, Batman Genesis because I never played the Genesis version. Oh, really? Yep. All right. I take the word for it, but bye bye. Is it the same game? Mm, not really. Okay. Let's look up Batman for Genesis. Um. Oh no. I th- it's not oh man I think it's nostalgia so I'm just gonna get rid of Moonwalker 
Oh right. yeah, the arcade version far outshines the home version. Yeah. I don't know why they just didn't do that. I think now since we're in our top 10, I should go ahead and say that Dan's choice was Double Dragon 2. It's a good choice. We played the shit out of Double Dragon 2 at my house. I did too. That's one of my all-time favorite games. I mean... It was until I beat it, and then it was like, hey, you did good. Beat it again. I was like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> Congratulations. You win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I played the shit out of that game. Um, so we got Mario, Castlevania, Batman, NES. Batman, Castlevania, Chippendale, Rescue Rangers, Double Dragon 2, Ninja Gaiden 2, Mario 3, TNT, I mean, TMNT, Castle of Illusion, and Joe Montana football. I'll cut Joe Montana. It's not Joe Montana. Is that sports talk football or not, just football? This is football. It's not sports talk football yet. Yeah, cut Joe Montana. I don't think sports talk football was until 92. <clears throat> um... Oh, boy. Well, looking at this list, I'm going to get rid of Ninja Gaiden 2. Good game. I would say Batman. Mm, Okay. Oh, man. Oh man! Oh. Well, I almost said Ninja Turtles, but Ninja Turtles is not a direct port. It's yeah. twice the game. <laughs> it's <laughs> twice the game. It's, <coughs> it's a direct port of the arcade game. No, it has it has four additional levels. Does it? Yeah, yeah. There's like four or five additional levels. Hmm. The arcade game is short as fuck. If you actually play straight through it. Uh. Uh, Castlevania 3. Alright, we got our top 5. You cut Castlevania 3? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, Castle of Illusion. That game's awesome. Well, I would've cut... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Ninja Turtles or something. Fuck. Shitty hit detection and cheap AI. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so now we have our... Top five. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Double Dragon 2. Super Mario Brothers 3. TMNT, the arcade game, and Castle of Illusion star Mickey Mouse. Well, I'm comfortable with number one. I'm still in shock. Just give me a minute. <laughs> Definitely in shock. It's like the best Castlevania. It's like Castlevania Prime. Uh, it's better. Oh, Castlevania Symphony Nights number one. Four is really good. 
Lies. Lies. <laughs> well, it's been fun doing the podcast. Time to retire. <laughs> fuck, this, fuck this show. I'm going to say that this will be the most controversial thing we've done since <laughs> 2016 episode where I reviewed Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, and you shit over to Shiny. <laughs> yeah, this is this is worse. <laughs> yeah, I did shit all over the Shining. Yeah. This is the asterisk episode. <laughs> At the bottom, the bottom of the fuck he's talking about. All right. Yeah. I still give a fuck about the list right now. <laughs> Fuck put Mario 3 at the top, I'm going to fuck the bed. Fuck Mar- this show. Mario 3? Oh, fuck yeah, man. <laughs> How the hell is Mario 3 number one? That game's for girls. What'd you put at number one? Chip and Dale. Pretty fucking good game. Two-player. Yeah. I would argue that two-player Chip and Dale is more fun than two-player Mario because you're having to fucking watch somebody play Mario. Yeah. Fucking, there's some more controversy, biatches. He cut the best game in 1990, and then took the second best game in 1990 and put it behind fucking Chippendales. Fucking Genesis fanboy. That's the only reason you did that. This fucking episode had fucked up cell phones, fucked up Skype. Why not just have a fucked up list? Yeah, why not? I'm so pissed off about the shining. Well, that's your opinion. It was your turn. That's the format of the show. I yeah. can't stop you. Yeah, it is. There's only two of us on the show. Just Dan won't show up to work. Maybe we can get John Cena next time. <clears throat> No, you said WWE sucks earlier. Let's go down and follow us now. <laughs> I thought that as soon as you said, I was like, this would be the first fucking episode the fucker listens to. <laughs> Wait, he oh, even... I just called him a fucker. I just called John Cena a fucker. <laughs> ah, he's not listening anyways. No, he's, he's not listening. No. Well, he doesn't even wrestle anymore. Is he not? Nah. He's still busy making movies. He might do one or two shows a year. He just listens to podcasts. Well, he's probably like was listening. He'll listen to this tomorrow, and he'll already be pissed off at WWE sucks. And then when Castlevania doesn't make the top five, he's throwing his phone in the fucking lake. Because I'm sure he owns a lake. Well. I'm just upset it's it's my favorite as in Nintendo game. <laughs> that, that one's your favorite? Yeah, Castlevania 3 is my top pick for regular Nintendo. For single player. Two players, fucking Contra. <laughs> well, we can replace it with Mario 3. That makes you feel better. Because I'm not a Mario 3 fan. 
so we can get it in the list. Do it. <coughs> That's all right, man. We'll let the masses on this one. I'm sure the masses like Mario 3 better. We'll get we'll get, let we'll let the crowd we'll assume the crowd's pick and let them have that one. But well, Jesus Christ! Well, well, if we can take off Mickey Mouse, I mean, we got two Disney games on there. Yeah, which is weird. I say drop, I say, I say drop Castle of Illusion on a serious note over. Underneath, I mean, it's a, it's a great game, but it's not Castlevania great. And the and like Double Dragon Two by itself, one player isn't as good as some of these, but two player that game makes up a lot of ground. But that was Dan's pick, so, and I think it's a worthy one. Okay, so. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Double Dragon Two, Mario Three, <clears throat> Mario Three, Team NT. So we can put. So what's the? So you want to put Castlevania Two? Castlevania, yeah, that's fine. Uh, like we laugh. We laugh and cut up, but when you said Castlevania, like I felt my fucking chest, <laughs> chest tighten. <laughs> like, what? Well, I don't think anybody's going to be happy that Mario 3 is the fourth game. No, that, that, if, if we don't put, I'd say, I would say the general public, general game players from that era would, would be like, Mario 3 is the best by far, which fucking is a fan, an amazing game. I'm just, the criteria is what we like the most. Well, and yeah. Castlevania is, for me, is also an amazing game, but it also has that gothic horror yeah. fantasy wallpaper that makes me completely dig it. Yeah. And I just played through Chippendale Rescue Ranger, so it's fresh in my mind for the first time. So, and I've been playing through Castlevania three, and I hey, had, wait, and I had more fun with Chippendale. You played Chippendale for the first time mm-hmm. just recently? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's interesting. What'd you think? Obviously, you picked that as your number one, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. And I'm playing through Castlevania Three right now, and it's, it's I think Chippendale's and more one's, fun. One's easy and one's hard, too. Yeah. In your easy mode. <laughs> yeah, my palm mode. Yeah, yeah palm mode. Chippendale, I, I, I remember struggling with that game as a kid, but being able to smoke Castlevania. And now I can't beat Castlevania, but I can smoke Chippendale. I, I'm playing through Super Mario World, and I'm like, why do I have to use Rewind Stage now? When I first played it, I didn't have to. And then I realized, oh, I'm trying to get through this thing as fast as possible just because I'm trying to figure out if the controls are wrong or not. And yeah. The controller is wrong. <clears throat> I can still burn through um, Castlevania 1, no death. 
that's not changed. But Castlevania three, I just for whatever reason that game has had me whipped the last few times I've tried it. And I just want to burn through Castlevania three because I want to play four. Yeah. Because I started playing it and I was like, well, I need to play finish three before I can get to four. All right. It's good. Four's good. They're all good. Most of them's good anyway. It's not all of them. Most of them. Yeah. Well, that's it. Or we'll be talking through this all night and I need to edit this thing. So, the best game of 1990 is not Mario 3. It is Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Sorry, Dan. So, yes, we are real critics now. We are putting up choices that everybody hates. We're like IGN. So, that's it. Uh, it is now October 1st. So, Scott, I would recommend that everybody start playing Eternal Darkness for your Halloween game of the month. I just got that last week at a yard sale. All right. Finally. So let's start doing that. So we'll meet back next week and we'll try to figure out how far we got. All right. I will we'll play give like, that a run. We'll do like um, the first three chapters or books, stories, whatever they're called. I'm not sure what they are, but there are three stories, right? I, I played it, but I never played all the way through it, so I can't remember. Yeah, you got to go through three stories. Because it was one of those ones I was renting, and then one time I didn't rent it, and just never got back to it. Yep, I never finished it because of the stupid ruins you have to get. And either I always get the sanity ruin or the health ruin. I can't always get all three, so I'm going to have to use a walkthrough. So, yep. So everybody play Eternal Darkness if you have a GameCube. If not, um, hell, play like Devil May Cry 5. It's on um, Game Pass. So, that's it. Goodbye, people.